Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today down the King Power Stadium is Jordan Blackwell, Afternoon, Jordan. Afternoon. Well, we just sat through Claude Puel's pre-match press conference ahead of the FA Cup replay with Fleetwood Town. Before we bring you all the team news, just like to remind you, Beer 52 have a special offer for uh, Leicester City fans. If you go to their website, beer52.com, and register using the tagline Leicester, you can be enjoying eight beers from around the world, and all you've got to do is pay the postage and packing. Now then, Jordy, let's get underway with the team news. Uh, we're expecting a, a raft of changes, but... We might have a familiar but new face, fresh face, back in the uh, City squad. Yes, it could be Robert Hood's first game of the season. He's missed the whole of the season so far. With, he had that ankle surgery in the summer and then there was the, the recurrence of the foot problem. But he's played the last two games for the under-23s, played 90 minutes in both of those. Uh, and Powell says he's... Well, he said that his typical line, we will see, uh, which is usually a, a, a good sign. But he said he's going to weigh up his match fitness to see if he's... Uh, ready and available but I think given that he has played those two under 23 games um, he will he he is probably ready to be involved or at least on the bench yeah I mean they've got uh, the under 23s have got the checker trade trophy game the rearranged game at Oldham on Wednesday night as well so he's certainly going to uh, get featured in, in one of the two games but it'd be great to see the big man back in uh, back in a city shirt and uh, in the, around the first team yeah definitely I know he's, he's very well liked by by the fans um and it's uh, it's a shame that he's he's had so many injury problems um, this season. So um, yeah, it'd be nice nice to see him back. Yeah, especially with uh, Wes Morgan. Now there's some uh, some news on Wes Morgan and Danny Simpson as well, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, so th- it seems Simpson's uh, slightly ahead in his uh, recovery. Obviously, his hamstring injury was slightly earlier than than Morgan's. Um, Simpson could be back in full training by Wednesday or Thursday. Paul said. Uh, for Morgan, he's still in the gym, um, and so there's no time scale on his return yet. But given more, uh, Simpson was only in the was in the gym last week. Perhaps we can we'll see Morgan in full training next week, and then with a return probably looking towards the beginning of February. Now Ben Chilwell, we know, is suspended after that red card at Chelsea. Um, before we go, I'll get your thoughts on that. What did you think? Right decision, wrong decision? Uh, I thought uh, the second yellow card he was given was. A yellow card. The first one's a bit iffy, but given that he was on a yellow card, uh, he shouldn't have made that tackle on Moses. And it doesn't matter that he didn't know Moses wasn't there; he should have known he was there. And what about um, the uh, revelation from Mark Albright that the referee said it's not about the manner of the tackles; it's where they are on the pitch. Because I think that a lot of City fans thought um, there was a number of challenges from Chelsea players that were um, just as similar to Chilwell's that went unpunished. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I personally, I thought there was it was a little bit of frustration. It did seem there was a period where Chelsea's fans were going unpunished, particularly Kante seemed to be getting away with quite a lot. Um, but I think that's I think that is fair. I think you, if you're even if it's a, a small trip, if you're tripping somebody up and they're they're breaking away, then you would say that that's that's worthy of a yellow card. So I don't think there can be too many complaints. Although I think 
Kante was probably lucky to, to get away without a booking. Uh, now, so Christian Fuchs is likely to definitely start at left back uh, in Chilwell's absence. Uh, Jamie Vardy. Now, he missed the first game against his former club because of that injury, but uh, he's fit now. Will he feature, do you think? He will feature, I think. I think he'll be on the bench and we might see him come on. I don't think, um, I think given his, uh, you know, his enthusiasm. To, to play and he, you know, he was really disappointed, obviously, to miss that game against his, his former club that uh, at Fleetwood, um, and he's now over that groin, groin problem. I think Powell will sort of succumb to the romance of the cup and we'll put him on the bench and maybe we'll see him in the last twenty minutes. He's, he's, Powell said he's going to be in the squad, um, so I think I think we will see him get a get a, a run out uh, on Tuesday. Well, let's talk about two new signings. One, well, he feels like a new signing, even though he, he technically was in the Premier League squad. In August, Adrian Silva and Diabate. Now, are we going to see either of those two? Uh, Silva, you would expect so. Uh, certainly, uh, well implied that he, he would be given another run out, and given that he wasn't uh, part of the Premier League squad and he played um, for the under 23s last Friday, uh, I think we can expect that he will start uh, tomorrow's game. Diabate, we won't see him um, because he wasn't registered uh, in time for the first game at Fleetwood. He's therefore ineligible uh, for the replay, so his, the wait for his debut will um, it will come soon. So, I, and I personally think the, the starting lineup tomorrow is going to have a very familiar feel to the one that played in the first game at Fleetwood. Would you do you agree with that? Think he's going to make a lot of changes. Yeah, I think I think he'll make a lot of changes. I think that, uh, he's, he's spoke a lot today about respecting the cup and respecting the traditions and the stories uh, of the FA Cup, but I think. He will make changes again. I think Ben Lawan will get another another game. I think maybe we'll see King Ibora. Maybe we'll see Inacho, uh, or obviously Orslamani, maybe Gray Barnes. All those sorts of players. Um, I think will come in because he's got he's got a lot of squad players that that he'll probably feel deserve a game. Um, and this is a, a better opportunity for them to to get a run out uh, than. And either Chelsea last uh, the weekend just gone or Watford the, the weekend coming. So um, yes, I think uh, City will make plenty of changes, but I think it shouldn't affect the performance as much as it did um, at Fleetwood because I think they'll probably fare a little bit better on a on a better quality pitch. Well, what a contrast in the two performances: the one in Fleetwood and the one at Chelsea. Both were nil-nil draws away from home, but there was a, it was a stark contrast between the two performances, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, a really excellent performance, particularly first half. You'd say it's um, a, probably one of City's best forty-five minutes of the season. Um, unfortunate, maybe not to to take a lead into to half time, but then they when once Chilwell was sent off, they showed that resilience and didn't really let that Chelsea in, didn't really let them have any chances. So, a really good all-round performance and certainly a, a deserved point and a, a much-needed boost after after the Fleetwood game, which really was a. It felt it felt like a really negative nil nil, and it was you know it was one of those. Really well, they were moved off, weren't they? Yeah, it was one of those really disappointing games where they, they just Leicester didn't create anything at all, um, and it wasn't like a nil nil where they've they've gone close and it's been a heroic display from the opposition keeper. Fleetwood were the better team, so um, to to improve so, so drastically to the Chelsea game certainly gives um, should give fans a, a bit more optimism. So what uh, what Leicester City are we going to see? We're going to see the one from Fleetwood or the one from Chelsea. Probably in between. Uh, I think the the number of changes always affects um, uh, any side, and I think 
that game at Fleetwood was that group of players' first game together, particularly with, with Silver and Barnes coming in. Obviously, they've not really been part of the squad. Um, so, but I think we'll see an improvement from that game just because the, the, the pitch is better. I think Leicester clearly struggled on the bobbly pitch and didn't know how best to deal with it. Back on home turf, they know the pitch well. I think that, that there won't be any problems there. Um, I think it'll still be a, quite a tight game, but I think Leicester's performance will be better and I think they will, will get over the line this time. How do you think the atmosphere might affect things? You understand only the West Stand is open to home fans. Uh, and the away end for the Fleetwood fans so it's going to be uh, quite a cavernous sound isn't it it's going to be echoing around the, the ground it's not going to have its usual match day feel yeah I, I don't think for this sort of game it will have too much of an effect I think um, maybe Leicester won't be able to take advantage of of good moments if, if the, if, uh, compared to if the stadium was full because I think sometimes if, if it's a full stadium and the fans sense a bit of momentum growing. That's when the fans really get behind, and I think the the players respond to that. But if there's only one stand filled, I don't think we'll. Um, I don't think that'll be the case um, as much. But the professional players, the, the atmosphere around them shouldn't uh, play too much importance, um, and they should be, they should be fine. Yeah, I know the professional, but they're also human, aren't they? And we do hear from the players from time to time they talk about the 12th man and the fans lifting them and giving them a, a boost and, and equally so when the fans get on their backs how that can affect certain individuals uh, so I imagine the atmosphere will be a bit strange tomorrow night but uh, we'll see how, how they get on Puel said that um, he, he really does value the FA Cup he, uh, he's talking about the romance of it you know the history of it and how it's loved by supporters and spectators and um but uh, well, he, he talk, he's talking the competition up. He's, he's talking as if they're going to have a good go at it. Yes, he is. Yeah, and I think maybe if Leicester get through to the the latter stages, I think that's when probably the team the team selection will reflect Puel's words. I don't, at the minute, I don't think they will. And even if they get through and then they go to Peterborough, I think again we'll see a similar side where it's a a, a second string side, if you like. Once you get to the round after that, that's when maybe we'll think. Okay, Paul might think, well, we've got a, a decent chance here because by that point, we're, we're then in mid February, Leicester might be on 38, 37, 38 points, something like that. Um, all of a sudden, relegation is, is out of the question if, if you get to that tally. Um, so then the FA Cup, well, in my opinion, should become, should become the focus. Um, and I think we'll start to see maybe the likes of. Vardy and Mahrez playing in the FA Cup well he did say as well didn't he that um, they want to go on a journey in the FA Cup but 11 players alone can't go on that journey um, and he's certainly true to that word isn't he with the he's trying to use the FA Cup at the moment to give valuable game time to some of the players that aren't featuring very much keep them sharp keep them involved keep them happy uh, especially with a transfer window fully uh, in full operation at the moment. Now, he's again inevitably, and he must be getting sick of it because I'm getting sick of it. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, he was asked again about Riyad Mahrez, and uh, he said all the same things he said before. Riyad's smiling and enjoying his football, he talks about football a lot with his teammates, he seems happy, he will stay with us. But then he, he threw in a little line today which uh, took uh, a few people by surprise when he was asked if Riyad was worth 100 million. <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, he would be in the summer with a hundred million." And he was, I did have a wry smile on his face yeah. as he said it. But I think there's a message there for any potential suitors. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know, looking at the the market, we can only go by the the transfers in this window. 
We've seen that Virgil van Dijk is worth £75 million. We've seen that Coutinho is worth £140 million. Now, Morris has got to be in that bracket. He's not... He, you know, he's not half the player Coutinho is, certainly not. And so all of a sudden you say, well, he, he can't be only 70 million, and he can't be only 50 million, he must be 100 million. Uh, I think if Leicester uh, do sell, and I, I don't think it will be this window, I think he, he is more likely to leave in the summer, I don't think it will be for anywhere near that, that kind of price. But um, certainly with the way the window is going at the minute, it, it will take. Uh, uh, an extremely large bid for, for Leicester to say, okay, yeah, Riyad, you can go. Well, you can certainly understand why they turned down 32 million, yeah. which was the highest bid for him in the summer. But I, I agree with you. I, I don't think we're going to see uh, Mahrez uh, moving on unless something incredibly extraordinary happens in this transfer window. I think it's more likely in the summer that we might see something on his future settled either way. Um, we, well, he, he, he hasn't said it outright, but we still understand he. He uh, would like his move to a, a big Champions League club, but he's not pushing for it like he was in the summer. So he, he seems quite happy to see out the season with, with City, which is good news for him, good news for the club. He's playing regularly, he's playing well. He did well at Chelsea, I thought. Uh, a bit suspect on the uh, when he went over Christiansen's leg inside the area. But now we're used to that, aren't we? Um, but uh, yeah, well, I think it's more likely this summer. Now, there were some interesting lines coming out when he was asked about transfers coming in. Now, you know, we were expecting Leicester City to bring some bodies in and they've been linked with numerous players again, most of them without any um, truth in those. Um, we call them Bob Cheese, don't we, in the office? Yeah. Bob Cheese stories. Um, but um, he said today about the quality that he wants to bring in, didn't he? Yeah, well, I think Powell's always spoken about making sure that any players Leicester do bring in can make an improvement to the squad. He's always said they've got to bring something more, bring something better. Um, they're not just buying play, not buying players for the sake of buying players. And he said that today. He said it's not an obligation to buy players. He's only going to buy players if he thinks they're really worth it. And he actually said he's, he's demanding, uh, is the word he used, of the quality of the player. So I think there's, there's probably discussions going on with Puel and the, the scouting and recruitment team. And I think Puel is probably really involved and, and takes it very seriously and really wants to make sure that the players that Leicester are buying are really worth the money that they're, they're going to be spending because it, you know it's not just other teams that are going to have to pay big money for Mahrez. If, if Leicester want to buy players, they're going to have to pay big money as well because, as Powell says, nobody wants to sell the best players, particularly not in January. Um, so I think it, it, it's clearly something he takes very seriously and he doesn't want to upset the, the spirit and the attitude of the squad just to bring in it, just to bring in a squad player who's not really going to benefit the squad. Well, that's uh, all about tomorrow's game of Fleetwood. We're going to have a, a live blog running throughout the game. We've got a live blog running throughout the day as well, and bringing you all the build up to the uh, to the game. And uh, uh, check back on the Mercury website for all the stories coming out of this press conference and the, the big build up to the game. And don't forget to go to beer52.com as well. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.